not to be so crazy, but this podcast is actually brought to you by the network Showtime and the new comedy series Z-Way. The internet sensation is bringing her famously funny voice to sketches, music, and celebrity interviews that challenge artists' comfort with politics and race. Join the hype. Stream new episodes of Z-Way every Sunday at 11, only on Showtime. Hey, bitch. Welcome to Seek Treatment. Treatment, a podcast about boys, boys sex, sex, fucking, fucking dating. dating, and love. And you know what I feel? What? I Today I sat down and I said I get to talk to my favorite person in the world. Oh my God, that's and so the, nice the fact of that you I to... make millions doing it, I'm so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to text you today because I had to say, what? You know, that, yeah. that okay, the rest of the German word for when mm-hmm. people are like talking about someone on Twitter and you're like, well, how come, how come? Like, let me participate. Let me, let me in. Let how me come? in the party. <laughs> and um, so I said, what is going on with Taylor Swift? And mm-hmm. she re-released so that she could own her songs. Kind of a... Was yeah. she trapped in a cage like Kesha? Yes. Yes. Uh, who was it? Someone fucked her over. I think it was Scooter Braun. Is that right? Who was recently interviewed for the Demi Lovato documentary, which is in three parts on YouTube, which I found confusing. Why <laughs> they do it episodically. That being said, I love Demi and I enjoyed the program. I love Demi and I do want to watch that. Um, it's like there is no like there is no song that's like cool for the summer. Oh, it's like. When you listen to Cool for, cool for Summer, you are, you are a sex goddess with tons of friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a sex goddess celebrated by your community. Oh, my God. You know what I was thinking about the word community today? I was like, what even is that? I used to feel like, and I say, I say this with love, I used to feel like I was part of the most exciting place in the world. And now I'm like, I'm part of the most toxic, disgusting yeah. cesspool of absolutely wretched humans. And I'm yeah. not even part of it. I'm a literally, I'm a free agent, baby. I'm an island bitch. Come for me, queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, it's the word community. I actually recently decided, okay, so I talked about this already. Me and Angela see someone at the gym that for some reason we've decided he's closeted gay. Oh, he he's there. Live, he wants, he wants for community. He's starved for community. For community. Yeah, and yeah. so we call him community and, um, <laughs> calling him community has made me realize that, um, the most exciting thing was like the little like um, park I run in, uh, which isn't even that close to the gym. One time I was running, I saw community running, and <laughs> I was running a lot faster than Mike could tell that annoyed him because like he just thinks of himself, I think, as like really really fit. But um, you know, I want if I um, it's so impossible to tell with yeah. him. I think so. I think so. He um. In the way that, it, well, whatever. But I say that my drag name, I would want to be Community Pool. Community. People, oh, that's good. I like that. And people could call me Community. Community Pool. That's like, fun. Yeah, I You know what myself. I think of when I think of Community Pool? I think of that Hey Arnold episode where mm-hmm. they're really hot. There, and do you know what that one was always, always, I, I'll never remember when I like finally as a child was like, it's confirmed. I finally confirmed it. You know how they gave you two incredible stories each episode of hey arnold kind of like a regrets like no 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 like it would be like 
one episode, then the next. There'd be like two 15-minute episodes within each episode. Oh, I don't remember that. They did that with that, and they did that with Rugrats. And the one that, that, and I never, in my head, and this now as an adult doesn't make sense, but I thought they mixed and matched like every time. Like they would kind of switch who, um, what the episodes were. But then I realized from that, the hot one was always, always, always paired with the snow day one. And oh, I was like, I see God. what you did there. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. the same ones are always paired together. And that was an incredibly formative experience for me. Um, we That's have to mind start- blown AF. Wait, I have to say something. The other thing I think of when I think of community pool is that I think I've t- talked about this, that I had a perverse obsession with this book that I would check out from the library like every day of fourth grade. It was called Small Steps, like my year with polio. And it was about this girl who had polio and about how like everyone was getting it at the summer pool. And that's what I also think of. Okay, so I had a... Um- false alarm this will be edited out we i thought that our person was here and it's like we cannot be talking about harold when the person gets here keep that in but then um i want this we cannot be talking about what the k arnold when our oh, sure. cool guest comes but wait <laughs> wait so we were talking about QuickTime right before this and i was like i have a really fraught i don't use QuickTime anymore because she she wronged me i use uh voice memos it's like whatever was QuickTime and like I, I know what is QuickTime like. Yeah. It, whenever it would open, you'd be like, "No, no, 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 no! That's not what I wanted. That's <laughs> yeah. not what I wanted." And <laughs> you now, download something, and you're like, "Oh, that's not right. That's not right." Now, because of these hashtag unprecedented times, like we're often using it to record zooms. But it's like I remember being in high school, being like, "What is QuickTime? What is it doing here? And yeah, what does it want for me?" Yeah, is she part of our to bring it full circle community? <laughs> Is she part of the Microsoft Office suite? When I'm on a computer that doesn't have Microsoft Word, I feel really unsafe. Me too, but that's kind of the Mac culture. No, that's the new life. Yeah. And I remember one time I was talking to our friend, and she was like, our friend Tammy Sager, and she was like, can you send it on pages? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And oh my God. Did you say okay, sign of the times? I'm in the wrong. Did you say sign of the times? I said, it's a sign of the times. You know what song I was singing earlier that I thought was so good? What? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Um, the alphabet song? U-R-S, T-U-V. What genius thought of that amazing song? I struggle with them. I W-X. Y and Z. If I ever do covers, I'll start with that. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> um, I am, um, you know, my, I struggled with something I think a lot of people probably struggled with, which is why I'm so excited to give it a voice on this podcast, which is thinking when you were young that LMNO was just like a random lyric thrown in. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, it's weird that you just say LMNO and then you move on to P. Yeah, the issue with that is that I think there's, like, some random play or musical that's called, like, LMNOP. Oh, really? And that'll kind of ruin that for you. Oh, that sucks. I don't know anything about it, but I just feel like I remember that. Leave it to plays to ruin my moment. (laughs) I'll leave it to plays. I'm going to write a play called Leave Leave It to Plays. Leave it to plays. Um, No, wait, what was it going to say? I I think the main question... What? I have, two, I have a few questions. One, I saw a healer who I didn't connect with but because I'm all healered out. But she told me about this thing called, and I feel even about tapping. And it's basically where you like tap like acupressure points to like try and rewire your brain. And I've been doing it. Isn't that kind of sad? I just, between tapping and cupping and... <laughs> it's like there's no way all this poking and prodding and, and sucking lions, and oh pucking could be sucking and fucking, <laughs> like, tapping and cupping. There's just no way. I do want to be reikied to hell. I want to be reikied straight <laughs> to hell. No, you actually don't because you know that you don't even get touched. I want to be touched a lot. No, I want to feel the energy touching me all over. Mm, I think that's incredibly okay. erotic. 
But whenever I've done something like that, they're just like, whoa, you're stressed. And I'm like, I know I feel like shit almost every day. Well, you know, I'm one of the least flexible people in the entire world. Oh, interesting. Even even I really struggle with it to the point where it's like I basically can't even do squats, which is why my ass has been flat for my whole life. <laughs> what is where are you tightest? Um, my hips are Baby. really tight. My hips are really tight. My hamstrings mm-hmm. are really tight. I could barely touch my knees. Um, I think my back and shoulders are very tight because I hunch. Uh, and okay. yeah. And so just this thing where when I'm with his family, I kind of get stressed out and start like hunching really bad. And so he remedies the situation by like physically straightening me out like in front of everyone. It's like <laughs> humiliating for everyone involved. <laughs> I was at his family's house for like a week. I actually got along well with everyone. It was really fun. Yeah, it sounds like you're having a great time. Well, you know what's a... <laughs> I don't even know if he wants me to talk about this, but I will because I'm an artist and everything's Potter. Everything's copy, baby. A huge part of my life over the, over the past week was this bi- large binder of Pokemon cards because right. um, his mother is clearing stuff out of the house, like trying to clean. And she found this binder with Pokemon cards, which she's convinced are worth going to be worth a lot of money. So she's <laughs> really passionate about Angelo, like connecting with that community, finding out what he can yeah. sell for, in her mind, I think tens of thousands of dollars. So there's this binder flowing around. Meanwhile, he has a five-year-old nephew who is, I will say, obsessed with me. Aww. And um, he is really cute and fun, but I do know, I do happen to know a lot about Pokemon. So like he was kind of impressed by that. And he was like, looking at the binder so he gets really into this binder and i'm kind of the one who's tasked with like narrating the binder to him like this one evolves into this one like this one is a ghost pokemon like whatever whatever but meanwhile like (laughs) angela's mom is very concerned that he's going to touch the cards and like skew Mm, the the, like with his his human oils all over the cards and 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 so I'm constantly like for the whole, and Angela's working all week. He's like restoring something at Brown. So it's like me, the kid, and his, I know. So it's me, the kid, and um his and the mom all day. Me, his nephew, and the nephew's grandmother, Angela's mom, all day in the house. And it's the kid wanting me to show him the Pokemon cards, and the mom like approving, like wanting that. But also, like, if the kid start touching them, then the mom would get really mad. Like, don't touch the Pokemon cards. So it's kind of in this constant state of mediation, like, around the Pokemon cards of, like, how much access to allow. So it was really stressful. And I heard that after I left, they had a really big um, falling out. The mom and the kid um, kind of came to a head because I wasn't there to kind of oil the wheels. Right. Yeah. And that's a good lesson for them to learn because you're not always going to be there. No, I'm not. You don't. You're not their family. Yeah, they might come, you know, there. Um, and there's a one year old, uh, he has a one year old sister who's really cute. And they, oh, might... wait, is that the girl from the um, the ad? yogurt melts? Yeah, yeah, yogurt, the yogurt melt, my yogurt was, melts. That, that warmed my little heart. She is so cute, she's really funny. She's so cute. Um, and so they might drop them off at our apartment to babysit them while they go to a wedding oh in New Jersey God, tomorrow. That's I know, so cute. You're like full. When I saw you and Angelo at Bry's B Day celebration, oh, yeah. I was like. They're like daddies. Like you guys were like so like. Okay, you think I'm huge? Since when are daddies huge? I don't know. It's kind of been a huge part of pop culture. No, for a you long guys time just seem. All I meant, you guys seemed so just like, like settled and like in love and like cozy and like happy. It was so cute. Oh my gosh, likewise. Which would be nice, but I mean, likewise. Make it, I know we did, we got into a fight after um at the end of the night because I wanted to keep the party going. You aren't coke because you aren't coke. No, I wasn't on Coke. I was on shrooms, dude. 
I was freaked up on shrooms, dude, and alcohol, my favorite drink. And uh, no, I was like, his one of his like best friends got there kind of late, so I was like, let's keep the party going. And he was like, I need you. He was like, I want to like shut it down. And I was like, I was making, I was, uh, I'm very funny, so I was making hilarious jokes like, oh, now he's thirty, can't handle, can't take the heat. Um, but that actually annoyed him. And then we got into a big fight, but then we made right up. And uh, wait, we used so as you everyone knows, I'm now in Canada um, for work. I'm at a hotel that is so chic that I went to look at the room service menu last night and guess how much um, the fish was. Um, oh God, I was like, ooh, that looks good. It was a, it was a cod. Guess. It was a miso cod. It was $85. <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> I was like, okay, because I'm not having that. So basically I can't leave the room for um, 14 days. They left me with lots of cute snacks it's on you would i was just thinking like you would love this like this is pat your this is truly your heaven but that sucks that you can't like get outside to like i would be like i want to like exercise or something i would feel like that's the the only bad thing is yeah you can't move and you can't go down to the lobby even but i asked them to bring me up a yoga mat and some weights so i've been doing little like workout classes oh that's cool have you heard of the class the class um it's like a gwyneth paltrow event i haven't heard of that it's just like this workout class but you know when you call yourself the class it's like okay it's like we call this the podcast which yeah is how i feel i was i'm watching the final season of kardashians and i've obviously not i've not watched very much of kardashians of course i've seen the episodes here and there and um courtney in the last episode was like really hard i think to connect with um she all of a sudden like she just like they were doing a storyline where like they were she was maybe gonna get back together with scott which i think must be the oh. eight, 800th time they've done the storyline yeah but so the sisters were like parent chopping them so courtney was like getting in bed and she was like i'm finally have a night to myself to just write an article for push <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't explain i'm, I'm, I'm sure push? viewers know what push is she didn't explain but like she was like and then like she would see scott and he was like how's your night so she's like good it finally felt good to finally get, get some work done for push <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's like her is blog that, their that she writes. Or something? No, I'm. I, it seemed like it was like a lifestyle blog that she contributes oh to, like God. once every eight years. She'll like put like. Put yeah, like I a, mean, if I was as rich as them, I would never write another thing in my entire life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would like just enjoy. My it life. was literally her in all silk, like a silk um, pajama suit, like in bed, like with her laptop, <laughs> and like her narrating, being like, "Okay, so I have to write for a push now." Me doing my W column. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, wait, I'm so excited about our guest. I'm, I'm, been a, I'm a little scared a and intimidated and nervous. I know, because she's, like, really cool. I'm like, will she like me? Like, will I know. She... Let's ask her right away if she likes us. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, put your ears open, open. For, for Rachel, Rachel Antonov. She's not even connected to audience. She's mad at us. She's so <laughs> mad at us. If she's mad at me. I literally am throwing my computer. I will die if she's mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can you hear us? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Oh of my course. god, yes. Of you course. look fab. Yay. How are you? Uh, I have, I have three you guys wa- both look fab. No. No, Rachel, now I'm pissed at you Rachel. for being the biggest. I just hate liars. I just hate liars is my thing on my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are exquisite. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. Oh my exquisite God. to both of you. Oh my Let God. me tell you this, Rachel. You know, I've been a fan of yours for so long. And when I heard you were coming on the pod, I thought, stop. Stop it. I can't believe it. I can't believe my luck. <laughs> she said, stop Honestly, in the name of love. Same. Oh my That's God. exactly um, how I felt. So are you in New York? What's going on? Tell us everything. I'm in New York. I'm in Brooklyn. I have to say your house looks gorgeous. Thank you. You know, I can't take credit. I am at my brother's house because we turned my house into an office. 
Oh, so, nice. Okay. Bit, yeah, boss I was girl. Like, can, girl it boss. Was, um, we had a we had an office, and then we moved out of it at the beginning of the pandemic. Sure. And for a long time, I was still just like, like my bedroom was intact, but I would literally just like take my meals at my desk and watch TV from my desk, and it was like really pathetic. And Jack, my brother, was like, "Why don't you just come stay here?" So it's a little bit of a um. I've got like an Annie vibe, like yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> like it here. That's oh heaven. my god, that's so cute. Well, you know what? Not to steal yeah. your thunder, Rachel, but my brother just moved You're in. Moving in. My brother just moved in next door to me. Yeah, I'm moving in. Yeah. Oh my god, cozy. <laughs> I know it's really cute. Yeah, Jack felt like I was eating too many meals at my desk, and he said I had to come live there. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys should absolutely both move in here with me. Okay. And living next door to a sibling is so fun if you like the sibling. I love the sib and it's cute because I my his place he has a really big TV which I didn't think to get and so it's really nice mm-hmm. to actually and feels like I'm you know in the suburbs I'm enjoying myself for once in my life right you deserve it I don't mean to humiliate you Catherine in front of Rachel what? but <laughs> you do have a pretty decently sized TV and it makes me wonder like what you think wow. is big wow I'm laughing so hard right now and if you guys can't hear it that's on you I'm laughing so crazy hard right now because Pat if you think that's a big TV that is I got when I was severely well when I thought I knew what depression was before I was actually depressed I got this tiny TV which is barely bigger than a laptop but my brother men really Mm -hmm. really like it's it's really important to them to have like a really big TV and so he has one that's like Mm -hmm. movie theater yeah oh my god that's so cool it's so awesome I love a big TV. Me too. It's heaven. I love an L-shaped couch. Oh, God. An L- like, don't even get me started. An L-shaped couch is like, it's like you're on an L-shaped couch. It's the year 2005. You're mm-hmm. you're watching Flavor of Love on an enormous TV, and you're actually eating an ice cream yeah. sandwich. And that is yeah. what, and that is a poem. Um, Rachel, <laughs> what are you watching? You said you were, you were eating and watching, which is one of my favorite pastimes. God. I eating and watching is my favorite pastime. Um, eating, watching, sitting. Like mm-hmm. I just the big three. Even more than a couch, I like a chair. I actually, since I haven't like a, I'm not accustomed to the luxury yet, so I still need to be in my office chair setup. Uh. Which for those listening, I'm showing them right now. I brought over my desk chair, and then oh my, my little animal oh, sits is next that? to me in his chair. It's oh my god! Feet. Hi, baby. He's my best friend. Oh my god. Um, but. These chairs with like snacks and TV is and work, but mm-hmm. is my whole life. Totally. So, well, I have the shows that I'm watching, watching, mm-hmm. and then I have what I think is arguably more important, which is the shows that are on in the background all day long and all night long, so I don't have to be alone with any scary things happening inside. Totally. Yes, Say that no is what I'm looking for, um, and that's what you eat, and that's what you watch while you eat, typically. Yes, I, I have it on while I work. So, I mean, don't judge. And also, I hate the term guilty pleasure because, like, who gives a fuck? Totally. <laughs> but I I love fictional friends on TV. Mm-hmm. Not, like, friends of each other. Like, I think of them as sort of, like, my daytime evening friends. Mm-hmm. My evening friends have been those crazy gals called Gilmore for oh, yeah. wow. going on, like, five years now. I They are – I don't even always like them. It's like family. Right. Like, totally. sometimes I feel like they're the worst when I – I'm around them with other people. I feel embarrassed of them, yeah. but <laughs> they they sing me to sleep every night, and it works. Wow! And yeah. then the daytime friends 
very. And right now, it's um, it's the fucking Vampire Diaries. Am oh. I allowed to curse? Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Though, no, my two-year-old is just in the next room over, so don't shout curses. Thank you. Um, I'll um, keep them. I'll keep them low. I just did a lot of them. For for one, first of all, you're, is that you're Anna my Paquin? sister. No, it's um that one is is really good. That's True Blood. Okay. And I don't want to shit on Vampire Diaries. It's also good, but in more of like a CW teen. Sure. Which brother will she choose kind of a way? It's, it's okay, like perfect. folding. It's like ultimately you will watch it while you fold laundry and both of those tasks mm-hmm. will yes. be able to – and you'll have brain power to spare. But um, what was I going so to So much. I, for one, you're my sister because I watched all of Gilmore Girls in 2016, 2017. And I Yay. did – there was a moment where I cried at the end. I identify as yeah. – I'm um, in recovery and one of my – what I identify as my mm-hmm. bottoms is um, kind of locking myself in my brother's apartment while my uncle kept calling my phone asking me say it with me why I stole his pills and uh, <laughs> drinking a tall boy and watching um, Gilmore Girls Revival on Netflix to prove to myself that I don't like it which I had said publicly and then I like liked <laughs> I liked it and I was like I can't yeah. even trust my own discernment like um, but then my first in my first year of sobriety I was like let me really adjust this um, let, me, let me clear the wreckage of my past and I um watched all of it and you know i cried at one point in the season series finale i think yeah i i think i did too i actually i've seen the whole thing all the way through but now i'm in such a weird emotional state just like in general as a person not because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic or whatever but i'm so uncomfortable with change that i sort of emotionally can't take rory leaving for college anymore so I get to like the end of season three and then I start over. Oh my God. That is a very, that is <laughs> I'm a very, just like, I can't. That is very interesting what, pathology. Dare I, ask, dare I ask what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I should, I need to dig into it in mm-hmm. therapy probably. I just, I hate change. Yeah. I hate the fact that we're trapped in these vessels and time is like hurtling by mm-hmm. and we're breakable and ultimately we do break and then we have to leave. Yeah. I, but I feel like I almost like hate not change if that makes any sense to anyone hmm. when that sounds just, healthier well i'm definitely not feeling healthy even on monday i had a therapy session where i was just like i was in such a bad mood after it that i was like why am i doing this and i just like i just broke up with her mm-hmm. i was like i don't know why i'm doing this anymore Maybe oh, that really? wasn't you call. did break up with her i did i was like i don't really wow. want to do this anymore but i'm sure like on monday i'll be like hey girl like you up <laughs> vibes <laughs> that is so brave though like the ability to um break up with a therapist i've never I not it was brave. It was definitely rude yeah me too. i don't know i think at you oh you ghost i've only ghosted therapists in oh. the past it's so shitty yeah who does that no Animals a lot of that. people probably i mean they have to understand it's like they have to understand i think they do more than most mm-hmm. but it's so rude yeah my um you know it's really dead i would do this you know when you like lie to your therapist about why you can't make it and you just like kind of don't go mm-hmm. and you say yeah. you're sick or something especially on zoom they'll like text you like hey i'm like i you yeah. in a click of a finger you could be here if you wanted to and i'll kind of like <laughs> lie and then like months down the road like when i've been going consistently like he'll bring up like he'll like mention casually in passing he'll be like yeah i know i mean you're doing really well now i mean there'd be times when you would just not show up and i would oh, be here waiting i'd be here waiting for you mm-hmm. and i would say that's aggressive that's aggression <laughs> like, yeah hey okay, also that is a great way to get me to to start doing that again. Totally, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's acting like he like made you dinner and it's like gotten cold. It's like, bitch, <laughs> right. I don't it's owe like, you bitch. anything. Yeah, it's like, what are you, the fifties? 
Making I'm someone dinner the fifties. Ma- if you're gonna be the fifties, don't make me pay you. Making someone dinner in the dinner and getting cold is the nineteen fifties. Ultimately, it's absolute. It's Mad Men. <laughs> it's Mad Men. It's happy it days. Also, I think people never really acknowledge the fact that like you can heat up the dinner even before microwaves. You can still heat up the dinner. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. It's crazy. No dinner is unheatable. Um, that is true. Unless it's... what do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? Mm. God, I like so much of the foods. Me too. It's I heaven. I like to sort of like over order from whatever the theme is going to be that night. Yeah. Absolutely, Incredible. like seven you know things. I mean? Oh, yeah. it's heaven. They give you like so, ten utensils, and you're like, oh, yes. for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. They um. Someone in my office always says I'd rather be looking at it than for it, which I know she means about like office supplies, but I always think of that when I'm ordering because <laughs> I just don't want to find myself in a situation where I'm like, why didn't I get dessert? Yeah. But <laughs> okay, you work with I mean, the modern day. Basic. You work- no, no, what? you go. No, 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 I'm sorry. You go, you go, you go. You guys, no. this is Zoom culture. It's okay. You it's go. okay. I know. <laughs> I forget. Um, you know what I hate with Zoom culture, just to segue for a second, the um, – you know, like the, are you trying to say something when you're on mute? And it's like, I'm farting. Like, thank you. <laughs> it reminds me of the Netflix, are you still watching? It just feels like judgy. Yeah, totally. Wait, can I talk about that? Because I've never gotten that. Oh, really? really? Is that a trope? Like, am I missing Weird out? Weird flex, am but I... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it's just always asking. Like, one- I don't know. are you trying to say something? It's the same also as email. Like, did you mean to attach something? Like, yeah. It's like, yes, actually, I did. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> annoying. My relationship with Netflix, it's like last night I was like, I need to find something really good. I need to sink my teeth into something. And I felt yeah. like I was on a plane, like when not- everything I was watching just wasn't keeping my attention. It's- yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been That's going hard. through Netflix that. Netflix is hard. Have Lately? you tried Vampire Diaries? She I'm going to get into it now. You wouldn't like it, unfortunately. But I think I would like True Blood because I like – um. Don't you think television? that? I would like True Blood. Yeah, I think I so. I like prestige television. Wait, Rachel, who do you <laughs> like in Vamp Die? Okay. Um, I like uh, the bad brother. Yeah, I like him. But then he, when he gets nice, it's like, okay, now you're, I have the same problem with you that I had with the nice brother, which is that you're nice and it's not, and it's not attractive. Yes. And it's also the same. Like, I understand this character. Like, I liked Ben over Noel. I like... Uh, I don't even fucking remember their names. Yeah, I don't remember a bunch of people's names. I like a lot. Um, I like a lot the werewolf guy, a lot. I think he's oh, really yeah, hot. Oh yeah, he's cute. And I really <laughs> I am. A, like, I really am attracted. I like the flirting. To, yeah. Sorry. Go no, ahead. I don't. It's like I'm being the worst today, and I can't figure out why. No, I'm horrible. You guys are both gorgeous and perfect. Um, I never want to hear you talk to yourselves like that again. Um, you're as, right. your, as your therapist that is mad <laughs> cold dinner next to me. I'm No, I really like the guy who's like kind of his, his main personality trait is being normal. Like the football oh, yeah. guy. Her original. Matt. Her, yeah, Matt. He's so hot. <laughs> Good name for that person. The yeah, other sweet. person that gets so hot in Circus Season 3 is the brother. The bad brother or the good brother? Oh, the oh no no I'm sorry. Oh no, the brother Her brother. brother. The brother brother. He yeah, does. yeah. Yes, he gets hot from not hot it's at so all. It's so exciting. It is exciting. It's so it's it just feels like if a, it could happen to him, maybe it could happen to me. <laughs> totally. Well, it just feels exactly. Like, it just feels like a gamble that paid You're off. You're already there because he was like her kid brother on, right. on this cast where everyone's hot, and he wasn't cast for that. He was cast to be the kid brother. No, so right. for him to grow up into a hot person and be like, I'm on this show of hot people, and I too can contribute as hot. It's like no one knew that was going to happen, and it just worked out. Yeah. 
I feel like there must have been solid behind the scenes conversations so like with his team if you will yeah you know what I mean of being like we got to pivot like this is what <laughs> yeah. the audience wants and <laughs> they got him a trainer and a haircut totally oh my god but yeah he he is hot I just I like love I love like flirty romance that I never had you know what I mean yeah totally like if you were I don't know if you were not if if you weren't well liked in your formative years mm-hmm. by people you found attractive, I think it affects you. Totally. And it, then it makes you watch the Vampire Diaries so when you're 30. Exactly. And like genuinely give a shit and feel like fucking titillated. Yeah, totally. It's like when someone hooks up, when when a t- when, when someone like makes out, it's just like so exciting because it's like, oh my God, that's oh my God. the holy grail of things happening. Oh my God, y'all. Skillshare is this amazing, amazing community that gives you memberships that actually for once have meaning. I'm literally addicted to Skillshare because you can take classes on a million different things and learn all sorts of different like skills. For me, it's writing. We know this. We know that I aspire to be a writer and Skillshare has a ton of options to that end with people I really admire. And so I've been really loving classes. Like Roxanne Gay's class? I will come out again and say that I loved my favorite one I've taken to this day still is the Roxanne Gay writing class. Um, She talks about writing memoirs and essays and and the why of your writing in a really helpful way. And it makes it actually easy to, for once, um, put pen to paper and just remind yourself that even the greats have the same little obstacles that we have. And... um, and it's just been really helpful to me as a writer. Also, they have amazing classes like Find Your Style with Andy J. Pizza, Productivity for Creatives with Thomas Frank. So what I'm trying to say to y'all is that practice makes progress and advancing towards a goal is achievable with short lessons and hands-on projects. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when it's compared to the pricey in-person classes and workshops. I mean, come on, an annual subscription is less than $10 a month. You gotta love that. So... Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash seek treatment and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash seek treatment. Get a free trial of premium membership. Skillshare.com slash seek treatment. We've all got goals to be healthy, to find work-life balance, to improve our relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't necessarily mean romantic. I mean relationships with our hair because I have for a long time had a goal for in my 30s to have a more deliberate and intentional relationship Mm -hmm. with my hair and Function of Beauty literally has been so helpful with that. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty offering precise formulations for your hair specific needs and here's all you gotta do you take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals like I wanted to say lengthen I wanted to kind of defrizz and also because you know you know my girls your hair changes with the season you can change your hair goals before every shipment then you get the fun activity you get to choose your color and fragrance which is so 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 fun I choose like a blue and like a green then Function's team delivers the perfect blend of ingredients bottles your formula and delivers it right to you so every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations, and Function of Beauty has over 50,000 five-star reviews that are real. And Function of Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for body and skincare as well. So you can just customize that beauty routine from head to toe, baby. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash seek treatment to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. 
that applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash seektreatment to let them know we sent you and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash seektreatment. I think this is the perfect time to ask you, Rachel, one of our favorite mm-hmm. questions. Actually, kind of the only question we ask on the podcast, which is, mm-hmm. who were you, who are you, and who do you want to be? Mm, oh, my God. That's very deep. <laughs> okay. Uh, essentially, what we mean by that is, like, did you have boyfriends in high school? <laughs> right. <laughs> and do you have a boyfriend now, I... and do you want one? <laughs> yes. I did not have boyfriends in high school, and I also was, like, really afraid of all of that. Like yeah. I was afraid of, I, I didn't kiss anyone until I was 17. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like deeply intimidated by making out and anything that comes with making out. Totally. And I also was a theater kid. So mm-hmm. like I have a distinct memory that I think of often, you know, those memories of yourself that you think of and you just think like, oh, oh that person, that yes. sweet person. But oh. I transferred high schools and I just remember going around to people like in the effort to kind of like make friends and start conversations. And I was asking them if they wanted to see my Anne Reinking impression. <laughs> like they did not. <laughs> but it's, it's important to ask because maybe like you would have found some. Wait, did you have crushes or was it just like? Oh my, I had crushes. Like I still have crushes. I have like crushes. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there's some kind of avoidant personality type Mm -hmm. happening because I really like the idea of like the perfection of a crush and then not ruining it by talking to the person ever. Oh yeah. Um, But then I also have this mentality that I'm sure is like just what I'm putting out in the world, which is the same as middle school and high school, which is just like, why don't they like me back? Yeah, (laughs) totally. That's how I feel about the whole world. I'm like, hello. (laughs) Yeah. I have a question about something you said. Were you afraid of like making out type stuff? Like, was it oh from, that's what I was gonna say was it from oh. being um, because that really connected with me because I I still am like am I a terrible kisser and no one's ever told me like it's I'm like oh, what yeah. do you do it's hard to even enjoy doing anything like forgetting sexual otherwise if I'm worried about how I'm doing it is impacting the other person's experience of it mm-hmm. and it's it's not yeah. like shame adjacent or it's not like pregnancy fear it's more like um inadequacy fear like I won't be good at it I think at the time back then it felt too grown up. Now mm-hmm. I do feel slightly plagued with like, yeah, do I suck at this? Does he suck at this? And therefore I'm thinking I'm not good at this. You know, just the gamut. Totally, totally. So you were a theater kid. I was a theater then... kid. No so boyfriend. Why did you switch high school? And where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Um, love, love it. And I, well, I started high school at like a, my whole you know, like school career was at a private Jewish day school. So Adore. half the day we learned like, like really random sects of the Torah and we learned Hebrew. And I mean, it was de- definitely a lot of brain space that I, in hindsight, wonder like that might've been useful for like math, but <laughs> oh my God, totally. whatever. We were like picking apart Rashi and, and then I switched to just a, like kind of a secular school for the rest of high school. And that's where I got my first kiss. Was that was that Ooh, like with who? What was the vibe? Actually, you're not going to believe it. It's really fucked up. You would like my grandfather. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
but I didn't know he was my grandfather at the time. <laughs> I thought no. he was just my principal. <laughs> I was like, I was 17 years old, a junior in high school. And this is, this feels dick because like, it's, I find it very annoying when people are like, I don't know, like celebrity name drop, but I do feel no, it's for your first because you have to. And it's ridiculous, right? So mm-hmm. it was Macaulay Culkin. He just he no! went to my school. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I yeah, just passed, passed out. out. I know. It looks like Allison, she's conscious. Yeah, do the little metal clamp like is on me. right now, but I have to advise any medical uh, people here that she's actually not, and she needs treatment immediately. Wow! <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. What it was, was it a like? Weird first kiss. It well, it was. It was especially weird because it was lay down. Oh my god! So I feel like oh, straight. Oh, that's from, not fair. It's yeah, not giving like, you a no fair chance. No kissing to dry humping was like, wow, this is thrilling. Wow, if you're dry lay down kissing, that's Macaulay. essentially third base. Yeah. Name of my new novel. Yeah, lay down kissing is like is third base. You literally, I will say this scientifically, you can get pregnant from lay down kissing. I've heard <laughs> that, but not if you're on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. True. Not um, if you're lay down kissing bottom. Um. Yeah, it was weird, but what was really weird about it is that I was such a naive idiot that after we hooked up, mm-hmm. I figured we were, like, dating. Oh. And I remember it must have been September because it was, like, high holidays. Because I remember sitting in shul, daydreaming about him, like, storming into the shul oh. to come and get me. <laughs> yes. and take me away. Oh, my God. And not only did he not do that, but he also, like, never spoke to me. Oh. Macaulay. You know, I'll never forget yeah. my, my freshman year of college. I was like hooking up, aka lots of lay down makeouts with mm-hmm. this guy named Bleep It Allison. And um, <laughs> he's going to be so mad. No. And one night I saw him with a girl like and Kieran I went up to Culkin, him. By the way, she said yeah, Kieran Culkin. With Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Those brothers are crazy. And um, I go up to him one night on the dance floor and I was like, what? And he goes, what? It's not like we're dating. And I was like devastated. I was Wait, like, he said that because you tried Ew. to dance and with on him? On a dance floor, no less. No, because he was like trying to dance with some other girl. And I went up to him and I was like, hey, what's up? And he was like, I'm what? It's not like we're dating. And I was like. And I was wearing my, like, what I called my lucky dress, which was this really tight black dress from H&M mm-hmm. that had, like, lace cap sleeves. And I felt so sexy. I bet you looked great. For some reason, now I want to be in a movie of that scene where I actually play the girl he's dancing with. And he's like, it's not like we're dating. And I, like, mm-hmm. flip up from grinding. And I'm like, yeah, it's not like you're dating. And Whoa. I pour my drink on you. I pour my drink on you. That would be good. Can I segue Y'all into... no, she was blonde. Of course she was. Can I segue into a different um, dance floor horror story? Absolutely, you must. This was like after high school, early college, when I started like like wearing a really padded bra like Jennifer Love Hewitt, where, where you could like see the lace of the bra <laughs> out of your tank top. So it's hot. hot to me. It's hot to me even. I felt really cute. I had gotten a nose job. Like things were happening. Yes. <laughs> and I was on a dance floor somewhere at like some club that was a thing at the time and I remember getting up on I don't know like some kind of raised object to dance on it you know I don't know if it was a table or what but I felt like Mm -hmm. I was having the time totally and I guess I like bumped into someone and spilled this guy's drink a little and he turns around like it's super meat cute ready to happen and he looks up at me and he looks at me with genuine confusion not like (laughs) not like I'm gonna be unkind and (laughs) he looks at me and he goes Wait, you're not even hot. <gasps> are you like, joking? Why are you dancing on a raised 
platform. Like, where do you have, where did you find the nerve to do that? You're not oh, even hot. Oh my God. That is the meanest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's it obviously. so mean. Obviously your worst fear when you are in the position where it's like, when you finally build up the courage, to be like, I'm going to dance on something raised. It's like your biggest yes. fear is to, for people to be like, she has no business up there. And so for <laughs> that. Dancing to- is awful enough in public. Yes. It's just, oh, I hate that guy. And I think about that, I don't know, once a month probably. Oh I mean, God. I would think about it. Every, that guy is. I, where is he now? I hope he's not yeah. okay. I kind of do too. Yeah. I hope well, he's it makes you feel any better. One hot. time, this guy called me a fat whore on the dance floor when I bumped into him. Jesus so soul, soul sisters. Guys <laughs> hate being bumped into. I've only ever been celebrated and lauded and sought after <laughs> on the dance floor, so I cannot relate at this time. But I really stand by you both. Thank you I so feel, much. I appreciate for your support. It. Yeah. And so it was then. So then after high school, you're like, okay, I guess Macaulay's not going to be my boyfriend. He's not going to bust yeah. in the doors now. That was then I'm going to I'm going to go to college. And were you still like, I'm theater? Were you like, I'm going to be an actress? I was big theater through most of college. Um, yeah, just I mean, I wasn't asking anyone to let me do like, you know, I don't know, and ranking impressions anymore. But <laughs> I was still into the theater. But I also I had discovered lay down kissing. Yeah, right. And I made out my way through New York City. Oh, that's my God. right. Can I ask where you went to college? I went to Fordham and I dry humped everyone else who attended. <laughs> my youngest, everyone. My youngest brother went uh, went to Fordham, but um he Oh really? And so unless you go back as an alumni to um to to dry hump mm-hmm. with currents, you wouldn't have cross paths. I try not to. <laughs> you know, as a as a fellow late kisser, I also made mm-hmm. it my mission to just get absolutely fucked by everything I saw when I got to New York City. And I think it's a rite mm-hmm. of passage. I think it's beautiful. It's art and it's feminism. And it's political. I completely agree. Well, I think it's interesting because at the time I identified as a virgin because mm-hmm. at the time everything virginity but. meant – oh, my God, everything but. We actually exactly. have a T-shirt. I mean, no one bought it, so we discontinued it, but it said everything but. Okay. Oh my God, um, <laughs> I'm going to find one and send it to you Perfect. <laughs> Two, in fact. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the time, like, it was solid heteronormative bases. So yeah. Being a virgin meant you hadn't had like penetrative sex Mm -hmm. with a boy. But what I didn't know at the time and what I wish I had known is that like the real fun and also all of the orgasms were happening then. Mm -hmm. Like that was the golden age. Really? Was like because because like a light touch could send you like spiraling. Oh, absolutely. I mean, dry humping with like jeans on was yes more yeah. than enough for me. I mean, totally. What, what a zipper can do. What a zipper I know. can oh my do. God. I would love I when a guy would come in his pants. I'd be like, "That's right, baby. Look how powerful I am." <laughs> oh, um, absolutely. But also, if they didn't, that was fine too. And I was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I love come gushing through denim. I don't like cum. If I had one wish, if I had one Weirdly wish, that you don't like that. <laughs> my second wish. We've already established that if I had three wishes from a genie, one of them would be that there was no such thing as lizards. My other <laughs> wish would be that cum actually didn't exist. Because I, th- I don't like I don't, cum. I don't like cum. It grosses me out. Yeah. I get... Um, I feel bad. Famously, feel bad. one time I was um, having oral sex, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, slut. You're my, a slut. <laughs> with my same-sex partner. <laughs> and he... Um, or I don't even think so. I think he was just jerking off, but I was lying on the couch near it. I think I had already cummed or something. And, I, and he indicated he wanted me to, like, 
start sucking and like swallow it and I agree I acquiesced but but I guess with a face that betrayed that I had absolutely no desire and so he like went into a he like went into the bathroom over his shoulder shouting that I suck I was like Uh wait wait, like coming and shouting that you suck yeah (laughs) you know just last week I I for one I like cum. I like getting covered in it. I find it erotic. But at this point, there was a nice. time last week when – thank you so much. Um, hold your applause. When <laughs> I, um, I – my boyfriend had come, And then I was like – I, I came after because I was like, wait, I still want to come. And then <laughs> – and now I'm like this on – and then after I had come, he like wiped – Come some cum on my face and I was like mm-hmm. just for future reference like after we both come I don't I don't need to come on my face like after that like it's yeah. fun like no. during or like if, while I'm con- like you know but after I was like it was a bit late in the game it was kind of like a minute or yeah. two after the worst is when someone wants you to do something after you came and it's like I'm not that person anymore I, I have grown I have completely oh, yeah. changed since two minutes or- earlier when I hadn't come yet and now I want completely yeah. different things than you and I actually have to go work on my career so now so true I was just talking about this with a friend about watching porn, how like mm-hmm. the second you're done, yes. it's almost like you're like, well, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. You're like, these people <laughs> are I'm gross. So yeah. I'm like, I have the most disgusting brain. I'm like, the thing that I just got off yeah. to is so twisted. Ugh, but that's I just know. me. It's really, it's really dark. Well, you guys' early sexual experiences, for some reason, I just got this like visceral memory of like, I didn't come out until I was 25. So in many ways, like mm-hmm. that was my, my like moving to New York and being a slut. And I remember mm-hmm. like, meeting this uh, man. I think he was like deeply, I think he was like very, he had a very thick, I think Greek accent. And he was like bald and had a beard and was very muscular and hairy and wore a gold chain. And um, I went over huh. And I think I was high on a famous thing called amphetamines. And I remember being like, oh, my God, this is so like, – I was, like, so into him. But he was – he didn't tell me until I get there, but he was absolutely dead set on foot stuff. And I was, like – to the point where it's, like, he was, like, sh- trying to shove his foot, like, up my butt, which I use fine enough. You're, like, into no. it. But I was, like – I was, like, I don't want to do that. But, like, we can do, so, like, so many other things. And he couldn't stop. And I was, like, you know what? I can see that you're not going to be able to stop, not do this. And it's not what I want. So it's so crazy. But I'm going to have to leave even though – we just we just want different oh things yeah wow to be so the confidence to demand <laughs> put stuff or nothing is like what i'd like to bring into my work so, yeah. then, <laughs> so what an amazing segue now i was just gonna ask when did you become a style icon fashion designer extraordinary oh my god thank you it's funny that you say, i i know it's really annoying like someone who works in fashion being like, look, I wear sweats every day is the equivalent of like <laughs> Natalie Portman being like, cheeseburgers, it's just what I eat. Yeah. Um, but I that guess would be an I incredible commercial. I don't... <laughs> Sorry, an incredible commercial for cheeseburgers would be Natalie Portman standing and yeah. staring at the camera holding a cheeseburger and going, cheeseburgers, it's just what I eat. It's just what I eat. Yeah, <laughs> it's very um, Golden's number two and that ain't bad. Yeah. Anybody? Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't. I don't bring my work home with me. I, I require full comfort at all times. Sure. But, which is so rude to my work. Actually, we work really hard to make the clothes comfortable mm-hmm. and cute because that is actually like a pretty big cornerstone of our businesses. You should not have to sacrifice comfort to feel attractive, which is basically what I did throughout my twenties, mm-hmm. mostly in shoes, but um, also with tights. I feel like you can't have fun eating your dinner if you're wearing tights. Totally. I, I can't with tights. I can't. Ugh, it just, it hurts. 
I remember um, being okay. sorry. Really quick. No, please. Re- this is so quick. I just remember <laughs> my in in elementary school. We would do the sixth. It was like one through eight, and the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders did a play, a production every year, and like everyone did it. I was actually be- famous for being one of the only eighth graders in history that didn't get a speaking part. But um, my se- <laughs> my seventh grade year, my seventh grade year, we actually did a a, sh- a show. We did a sh- we did a little show called The Princess and the Pea, and um, no, ooh. Once Upon a Mattress, Once Upon a Mattress, it was called. Oh yeah, which was like. It was like what if Which the princess? It was like what if the princess in the Sarah pea, Jessica Parker was in that. Oh yeah, yes. she was, and she was, and she directed um, my school. She directed my school's production of it. Um, <laughs> but all I remember is like all the boys being like, um, <laughs> all the boys being like, oh my god, they're gonna make us wear tights because it's like medieval and, and it was like a thing that was going around. Like the boys are gonna have to wear tights, like a tunic. And I remember <laughs> being first like deep, deep, deep inside my brain. Like for some reason, I was so excited to wear tights like i was like yes. it, ma- it made me so horny for some reason i was like so <laughs> i was like when i put these tights on like it's gonna be incredible and i kind of like every time i was in tights i was like this is amazing but then i never Not them again. once again i have to say that that was my experience in the seventh grade with with the volleyball team getting spandex all the boys were like mm-hmm. here the girls are getting spandex and i felt it was so oh erotic God. but i knew I, di- I didn't know what a good butt was but i knew i didn't have it i just knew i didn't have it i still don't but i was like and they were all talking about like, which girls were going to look best in their spandex. And I was like, this is so horny. Like when I get my oh, spandex, terrible. everything's going to change. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. The everything's going to change is major. Oh my God, y'all. I'm so excited. This podcast is brought to you by the new comedy series, Z-Way, from the chic, 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 sexy network, Showtime, and the internet sensation herself. Come on, you know her, you love her, Z-Way. Yes, our best friend Z-Way and her favorite channel, Showtime, is sponsoring this episode and we love them both. She has a no-holds-barred mix of musical numbers, interviews, and sketches that challenge our discomfort with race, politics, and cultural issues. Her new show, it's called Z-Way. She doesn't need a last name, babe. She doesn't need a show title. It's just one word says it all. Mononymous. Mononymous. So what does that mean? That's when one name says it all. Oh my God, I love that. So the mononymous program, Z-Way, is coming to a network near you. Near you, meaning your computer, your TV, wherever you kind of watch your programs. Um, Z-Way's comedy is, of course, as Vulture. Vulture is ultimately a friend of the pod, and they have called Z-Way's comedy iconic which we love join the hype stream new episodes of z-way every sunday at 11 only on showtime don't get it twisted wait for some reason i charged my headphones before i got on here but they're dying i'm gonna have to take them off is that okay can you guys hear me do you feel free it actually sounds better okay good um yeah everything's gonna change was like a big I feel like after the summers going into school, whatever movie, like if it was like Coyote Ugly had come out, it was like, I'm adapting that persona and everything will be different. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Never forget when I saw Mean Girls and I was like, I'm going to start calling everyone bitch. I was like, that's so cool. Remember, um, remember um, the the main girl of Coyote Ugly, like she had such a moment. But and like that, gorgeous. that actress, yeah. that actress was like that person in a lot of movies of that mm-hmm. era. And then she went away, I think. Yeah. I don't know she what probably she's probably like, has kids and like a blog. Yeah. My dream. My goal. Really? No, no. You're I just like, don't want to. I don't know what I want anymore. I used to want so much. Now I'm like, I just want to be happy for one single second. Yeah. Are you guys interested in kids? I am interested in kids. Yes. 
I am. That sounds, I that think out so. Weird. You know, like having them. No, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then never mind. Oh, then no, no, no. I was like, no, actually not that. Um, I do think I want that. Do you want that? I don't know. And I'm um, apparently I'm being told getting to a place where like I should hurry up and make some decisions. Yeah. But I don't feel ready. No. How could it? people are like, you're never ready. And it's like, no, exactly. I'm really definitely not ready. Right. Yeah. I also the the sort of like gut feeling I have when I see a dog where it's like, I mm-hmm. want to be near you. I want to pet you. I just like don't have that for babies. Like I don't have all. that either. I have it with babies, but I don't have it with dogs. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe you guys could get together and be a power. Yeah, I yes, take care exactly. of the dogs. I take care of the babies. Watch the dogs. I, babies are I just. Am, so, I run point on the kids. They're so unfinished looking. Oh, I think they're like so. They're, they're not amorphous. cute. We have to talk about it. I think they're that's so cute. fun that they're like so amorphous and like. I, there is something so <laughs> like fun to me. With no warning. Yeah, I mean that's not like the, <laughs> their best feature. That's kind of a bug, no. I would say. But um. <laughs> But I don't know. I think that kids are so fun. It's the worst is like, I mean, I do think it's different when it's like, I was just telling Catherine, I spent a lot of time with my boyfriend's nieces and nephew over the past week. And it was very, I just do like genuinely enjoy it in a way that I didn't realize until like uh, I was around more people that didn't, I think. But I also was Mm -hmm. the second of six kids growing up. So I was like always around children. And I do think I want siblings. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot of scientists actually uh, posit that it's too much. <laughs> I think it's just right. Oh, okay, okay. Well, don't argue. Okay, you heard her first. Rachel Antonoff doesn't believe in science. Doesn't believe in science. <laughs> She's tantamount to an anti-masker. I, I'm a six-kid truther. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Leading the movement. Which, by the way, Catherine, I started that um, QAnon doc you told me about. That's so good. Did you watch it, Rachel? Oh, HBO Max. fucking God. It is so good. It's so good. I love that stuff. Oh, it's so well done. Five. Um, where are you? It's at? terrifying. I'm only one ep in. I, I finished it. It gets. It just each ep keeps getting better. You're like, how? How do they do it? Oh, it's, good. It's mind blowing. It's really insane. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not completely, completely addicted to it yet. But I have a other. I have too many other addictions right now on on my screen. Like mm-hmm. I'm very. Rachel's but, is so embarrassing. But I just found out about Criminal Minds like two weeks ago. And oh, I, I like barely know what you're talking about. Then that would have been me. I swear to God, Rachel, that would have been me two months ago. It would have been like I, that. The show doesn't exist <laughs> now. It's literally one of the main things in my life. Um, there's there's 13 seasons of it. It's FBI behavioral oh. analysis where they actually profile serial killers. So every time it's a new case, and it's like them. It's everyone's attractive. They're all walking around being like. The un the unknown subject is a white male. He's forty. He the body was turned upside down, which is a classic sign of remorse. I mean, this guy needs to kill, but he doesn't want to. He works in a field where he doesn't have much power. He feels unseen. Garcia cross reference everyone in tech in like San Francisco, and then it's like <laughs> they track it down. Um, so I can't stop watching that, and I all fantastic. It sounds so. You should watch it all thirteen. Yes, you heard me right. Thirteen seasons are on Netflix. What season are you on, Pat? I'm only on. I just finished season three, but there. You know, oh wow, you have so much ahead of and you. I have so much ahead of me. We're dealing with like so much life to live. There, it's not like you know we're dealing with twenty two episode seasons. You know we're not dealing with a, a thirteen. Right, we're network. We're ta- we're t- we're classic ABC plot. Hit me. Um, hard to get comfortable. Really, really, truly comfortable with the show. With anything less than thirteen seasons, totally. Mm, so you know, vamp- it's vampires scary. Great they for abandon you. you. They leave. Yeah, you. exactly. 
I at one point had to stop with Vampire because it stopped making like every once in a while I'll get to a point with a show where mm-hmm. like I, the words in it stop meaning things to me and I got to that point mm-hmm. with Vampire It's like Diaries. when you chew gum and it stops tasting and you're like this is I'm getting yeah. no pleasure Why? from this. Why am I still here? Yeah. Right like I say vervain for the 500,000th time in your day. <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. when you get the feeling that the writers have lost the plot too. That, that, yes. And that. they're just, hey, which characters haven't fucked yet that we can like. Yes. <laughs> do that. that amazing There was phenomenon. no more good faith that everyone's still trying. And that's when I had to walk exactly. away. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't get that. I'm still currently up to date except for the last two episodes of um, all 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. And oh my that god! Is wild. So impressive. I know one other person who is still watching. Okay, connect us. Connect us over email. Connect us over email. I um. Yes. I uh don't enjoy that anymore. But it's what you were talking about. Whereas like those people are kind of my friends, and even the writers are my friends in a way that like even though there's different characters, like the way that mm-hmm. they talk, the kind of way that they talk to each other, in which no human being would ever talk to another human being, <laughs> is yeah. very comforting to me. And it's like. Just the way they deal, like there's a certain way that Grey's Anatomy portrays, for instance, a drunk person, and it doesn't have any semblance to reality, but like there's a familiarity <laughs> to that that is very comforting to me. I do think that season one of Grey's Anatomy is like maybe one of the best seasons of television. Totally, ever. season one, and also season two. Yeah, season two, which was when. Izzy, that's where that guy died. Yes, and Izzy cut the Elvad wire, and they're, they're and, oh, I mean, this is what though. Denny this Duquette. is yes, Denny Duquette. Lizzie cuts the Elvad. Yeah. Izzy cuts the Elvad wire. They're all the interns are in the room. In the prom dress. Yes, in prom dress because it's formal at the hospital, and yeah. and all the residents are looking for the interns, and then they all come, and it's like George and Alex walking behind Izzy in that pink dress, and yes. and Izzy yes. stops in front of the in the uh, Izzy stops in front of the um chief and she's like it was me i cut <gasps> the all that wire yeah i thought it could be a surgeon but i can't i thought to i could think be a you surgeon, didn't have a line not. in your eighth grade play so and now look what you're doing i know but you interpret creating worlds and that was what was really frustrating for me because i was like really oh you know, i'm sorry i'm not familiar with the moment so can you want to start over no i think that oh, okay it's he's mad at me past. not at me spot on i will say as someone who is familiar thank you Oh, that's a killer episode. Um. Anyways, anyway, uh, ask me something and I don't remember, and I'm sorry. I'm. I'm pro- I said how from. I was like from how from theater to fashion to style to now. Oh right. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I got a job in fashion. It was in fashion PR, and I mm-hmm. left that job thinking. I will never work in this godforsaken industry ever again. Yeah, It was also like, it was right around the time of um, the Iraq war and my cousin was actually in the war. And I remember thinking, oh my God. like, I, I can't, I cannot be sitting here talking about pants like we're solving problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it just wasn't the right place for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Really, a few years later, I wanted to be a writer. I was freelance writing, and I I wanted to write nonfiction essays like like every other twenty five year old asshole. And yes. <laughs> and I just I had a roommate. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog aggressively like making his bed, but let me. No, know. we cannot. Okay, and we wish we could. It's very cute. So I had a roommate and. We both, like, I always loved clothes. 
And I loved clothes in the way that I feel like clothes should be loved or the way children love clothes, which is like the element of dress up and get mm-hmm. to kind of like feel like someone else or something else. And like what I felt when I wore tights and um, once upon a mattress. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I've sort of like gotten back in touch with that feeling this year because I really have just been wearing sweatpants. And then my pod has been my parents, my brother and his girlfriend. And we really like we have only seen each other throughout. So when we had New Year's together, we were like, oh, we should dress up. And for some reason, dressing up didn't mean what it usually means. For me, I was like, yes, we should dress up. Mm-hmm. And so we like picked a theme and went as like ballerinas and rats from the Nutcracker. Oh and <laughs> it just, I've always loved that idea that you can like put on a piece of clothing and feel transformed or feel connected to another person. It's like very much tangible memories. Um, but none of that went into my thinking when I just, I had a roommate, we lived in the West village. The world was our oyster. You know what I mean? In that mm-hmm. like dumb 22 year old, just like going out every night, not acknowledging realities and concerns of life kind of a way. And I know that we, I know we said, oh, we should make these, we have three ideas for dresses. And we're like, we wish we had these dresses. But the part I really don't remember is the part of like actually deciding to do it. (laughs) But we did, I had a neighbor growing up in New Jersey. Her name is Marlene. She's a lovely person. And She's like an excellent seamstress. And so she was always the person you went to if you like needed a quick birthday ribbon. She's down the street and she sewed my curtains when I went to college. Um, And so we took our three ideas to Marlene and we gave her fabric and buttons and she sewed them. And they then they were real. And it was so cool to be like, oh, my God, thought of that. Now there it is. That's so fucking cool. And then we just like sashayed around the city in our dresses waiting for a store owner to be like, I'll take 500. <laughs> because I had worked in fashion PR and because I had no professional boundaries, I emailed, cold emailed like everyone on that company's email list being like, I don't know if you remember me, but I make dresses now. Look, <laughs> Amazing. We, we didn't even, we didn't shoot them on models. We shot, we like hired a photographer and had them shoot the dresses on us. Like incredible self serious. If Instagram had existed back then, I would be an embarrassment, you know, like it would be <laughs> very, very bad. But anyway, we ended up, we ended up getting one order from this boutique on the Lower East Side. It was an order for 16 dresses. And I remember it took Marlene all summer to sew this oh one. Oh my God. Because it didn't occur to us that we should be like working with a factory, maybe. And then I don't remember exactly how, but we like wrangled an appointment with Barney's and we got a real sized order. And that's when the, um, I'm taking the SATs, but I didn't study nightmare started. <laughs> oh like my God. The, you know, it was like the fabric that we had sampled the dresses in. It wasn't production fabric. So it was like, they placed an order for 60 units. We go back to the retail store we bought it from and they're like, yeah, we don't have hundreds of yards of this. What are you thinking? So wow. just, big, big, big mistakes. I think a lot of the stuff that people might learn having a formal education in this um, is stuff that I learned just like through mistakes and crying on the street. Um, yeah. And then, and then like 20 years passed 
literally. That's so fascinating. I feel like so much, I feel like every kid growing up like draws little clothes they want to wear in their notebook and is like, how mm-hmm. you made it happen? You made it a reality. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Well, I'm dying to know what the original dresses looked like. Um, I have pictures. I'll send them to you guys, but they okay. were. That's so fun. It was, I don't remember what the year was exactly, but I know we were into like really short, like crazy short dresses. Mm-hmm. And, like tank top baby doll with like a little poof and then just yeah. end like you couldn't possibly bend over but you did anyway kind of thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a tagline that was it that was the tagline for those that yeah. line <laughs> dresses um i yeah. love like a band I, like i have certain things rachel where it's like i can feel sexually attracted to like a woman even though i am like truly a kinsey the gayest no one mm-hmm. I, no one actually knows if one or six the gayest is the gayest kinsey. and the gayest kinsey <laughs> and um <laughs> But it's exciting to me when a girl uh, has a tube top on, and it's exciting to me when a girl, or like, I think sometimes if I were to do drag, I would want to wear a lot of like um, band aid dresses. You know what I mean? Like wrapped so like so tightly with like kind of like a wavy hair and like a very much of red lip, and it's kind of like, hi, like I'm here, right? Like those are the girls at parties. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never. I agree because I that sort of like epitomizes the girl that I knew I wasn't Mm -hmm. definitely didn't think I could be this kind of answers your earlier question and then realized I didn't need to be totally you know yes I haven't realized that I don't need to be her yet and that's okay and maybe you do I mean like (laughs) maybe she is aspirational in a positive way for you yeah um for me she wasn't yeah she was totally (laughs) but i do i see the girls in the bandage dresses and i think like wow that is that is like a a vibe totally yeah i think of like the clothes on the the bachelor and the bachelorette and i'm like where do they even get those dresses like those are the craziest dresses they're all like mesh they're all like ice skating uniforms kind of but totally for for wear not my style but i still like to feel extremely sexy in my clothes I get so mad like I'm so I get so mad like whenever I have if I ever like if someone's like what about this like sack thing I'm like that is hell to me like a sack is hell wait what do you mean a sack is hell like if it doesn't come in at the waist I can't I can't get with it oh yeah yeah you know and I feel like sometimes if you're like bigger they're like how about this and you're like (laughs) yeah no it's rude it's rude and it's not okay so then okay you make your first line and then first line. how did you get to this amazing woman you are now and who are you now is the next part of the question. Who am I now? Well, I mean, so much time has passed since then in a way that feels insane to me. Like yeah. I understand intellectually, I'm not like a complete idiot, but that, you know, time passes, but also it's crazy. <laughs> like that was 15, that was like 18 years ago. Um, and I don't know. In many ways, I'm like the same psycho. And mm-hmm. in many ways, I am a relaxed, comfortable psycho. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How do we become relaxed? You want to be a relaxed, comfortable psycho because you want to be like still interesting, but like not like mm-hmm. always freaking out. Kind of like an apathetic psycho. <laughs> Actually, the answer to what you just asked, and I forgot. It's so obvious. Um, it's medication. <laughs> <laughs> I answer but it, it was my answer and i completely forgot that part of the story yeah like things for me oh wait it just cut me out did you, did you say medication medication yeah it's great 
Yeah, I my connection's unstable. You know, we're both on medication, but I don't. It's working for Pat. I don't think it's working for well, me. Well, I'm on. Say it with me a lot more than you, and I've been on it for longer than you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I need to give it another chance. I mean, I'm still on it, but I need to maybe pump it up. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe adjust or a cocktail of some sort. Yeah, but you know how it, there's like nothing more. For, I feel like talk about crying on the street. I feel like every day in New York, I feel like all I do is cry on the phone because I can't get through to my psychiatrist's portal or whatever, and I'm like. Why can't the prescription be what I and she's like Catherine? <laughs> they hate they hate me there, but um, Catherine doesn't. That's think magical. My my ther- so I'm on Prozac and Wellbutrin, and it's been like really yeah. successful. But my therapist wondered aloud. Um, my therapist wondered aloud during our last appointment if I had borderline personality disorder, and he was like, hmm. "You should tell your psych I said that and see if she like, gives you anything." I was like, "Okay, maybe." But then I think that's so crazy. I tweeted this, but our exact conversation was. I don't think therapists should be doing much wondering aloud. Yeah, I know. I know. I think the things <laughs> that are allowed should be formed thoughts. Yes, that, you know they've solidified. I mean, I think it's more. I think maybe I'm being unfair to him. Like he was like. You know, did you ever get any sort of diagnosis for kind of what you are? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to? And I was like, I guess it was very like should be kids. And he was like, um, <laughs> and he was like, why? Well, I, I think maybe you have like tendencies of borderline personality disorder. And or exactly. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. actually, a lot of the serial killers on Criminal Minds have that. And he was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't watch that show. And uh, and then he was like, well, just, you know, don't go in a hole. He kept saying, don't go in a hole Googling. And I was like, stop saying hole, you, you kinky freak. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> and then it was like time for it to go. And I was like, all right, bye. What does this mean? What does it mean also? It means um, it basically just means like it's like that book. I hate you. Don't leave me. It's like mm-hmm. constantly. He said it because I left my group text again for no reason, like a mm-hmm. constant state of feeling like. Uh, vaguely slighted or like you don't treat me oh. well enough but not being able to really define why Sorry, my connection's so bad but i would want to know i love everyone on this chat even though i can't hear anyone right now <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm sorry that's so annoying did I, are you in quarantine did i see that on your instagram thank you for noticing yeah i'm in toronto um hey, exciting uh, yeah it's very exciting but I, yeah i'm not allowed to leave my room for 14 days wow wow it's it, it's not Everyone I told who knows me was like, "Oh no, not you! You can't. No, you can't do that." Like, do they know <laughs> but, about um, you? They're like, they don't know about you, what, what the way you are. <laughs> you being in quarantine um, makes me feel like you're going on a reality show because, like, my whole life right now is like seeing who's in the cast of the next season of reality show because they're like in hotels, being like, mm. and in the mm-hmm. last, in the last season, of The Bachelor actually this blonde girl drove. I mean, The Bachelor's so produced, it's crazy. It's insulting what they would have you think is like, you know, real. I- so they show in a black SUV this blonde girl from a season I didn't watch actually, but from a previous season, driving up to like a toll the the gate man who is like in charge of the hotel where they're doing it, and she gets out like beautiful like blown out blonde hair, and she's like, "Hey, um, I'm Heather there, not knowing I'm here," and then Chris Harrison just happens to be like ten feet away from the gate, and he's like. <laughs> Heather, what are you doing here? And she's like, um, I have to shoot my shot with Matt. Like, I just, my friend told me that we would really hit it off. And like, I have to follow that. So I want to be in the competition. And Chris Harrison's like, well, listen, 
I can't promise you anything. I'm going to take this up the hill and see what they say. So then we find out Heather <laughs> is going to be entering. So then, so then Heather oh goes away for God. for one full episode. We just see cutaways to Heather in a hotel, like being funny, quote, air quotes, like mm-hmm. being like, "Oh my God, I'm going crazy in here." <laughs> and then she comes in, like she comes into the mansion and like goes to talk to Matt, and she's like, "Hey, Matt." Um, so someone told me that we would have gotten along and I knew I had to come here when they said that. And he's like, thank you so much. It means so much to me that you're here. <laughs> I Please go. I, yeah, I can't leave in the competition. And she's like, I understand. And she like laughed. Wait, and he doesn't let her in? Not, I mean, it was like, it was like, oh my God. it was like week 11 of the season. He was like, you gotta go. Yeah. He was like, you're not even hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think about that so much, Rachel. That is the craziest story. Yeah, it really like still stings in kind of a weird way. Like in a like Harry Potter, you know, I can feel the thing when I'm near Voldemort. Kind of way. <laughs> you should have revenge sex with him. Like you go to the bar now and he's like, oh my Fuck God, him to death. So fucking hot. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, remember the girl dancing on the race thing? Man, remember her lacy know. bra? Yeah. And then you bust open your shirt and you're like, that, I'm that girl. <laughs> And he's like, "Fuck!" And he comes immediately in his pants, just like, just like you don't like. In his jeans. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in the background being like, "Yes!" <laughs> this is well. Oh my god. Okay, so Rachel, dare I ask, are you dating anyone right now? I am not. Are you looking? Are you single? Life. You know what's weird is like it? I'm looking and I'm also aggressively hoping nothing pans out. So totally. it's not like mm. I'm not setting myself up for success. Um. I was in a, a long-term relationship and it ended and we all still love him. He's the best. He's actually like one of my best friends, oh. um, but it ended and it was stressful and relationships I find very stressful. Um, I don't know. So I have- How long were you together? F- five, six years. That's and then the so one long. before that was seven years. Oh, wow. Okay, so wow. it's really, and it's like kind of just been- those two yeah those are so, so I'm on long the dating sites which are hell mm. i've never truly and done the them apps. i've never i've oh, only god, done they're bad but Tinder, yeah both my, I, both my boy both oh my god both my boyfriend Freudian slurp i just <laughs> <laughs> both my brothers kill me <laughs> both my brothers, i'm gonna absolutely if i was allowed to leave this room right now honey i would um both my brothers uh just made uh took them they were they downloaded the apps five seconds later they're like we both have girlfriends it's so different for women it's like when i was on them i was like please god is there someone who doesn't like make neon signs for a living like everyone was just like smoking cigarettes and like being in bushwick and being like so mean to me yes it's well first of all they might as well call the apps you're not even hot because like (laughs) that's title of app of course destroyer um and then the people that there's a lot of like i don't know i don't i don't like the idea of making fun of someone's chosen career but then yet like i do yeah but any dj slash entrepreneurs mm-hmm. a lot of like private plane picks which i feel like should rule someone out immediately yeah a private plane pick is so crazy um, like yeah the dj's a career i think we've all kind of come together in as a society and said we can we can criticize this choice and just like when someone identifies as an entrepreneur it's like okay tell me more you know what i mean like 
I don't know. Like, unless yeah. you're like, unless you're on in one of the chairs at Shark Tank, like, I don't know that you could like say I'm an entrepreneur. Right, right. Like, explain a little. And then there's a lot of um, really cutesy, like, if someone's an actor, it's like, play pretend for a living. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so fucking hot, you think to yourself. So, yeah, it's not going that well in there. I want you to end up with someone who plays pretend for a living. Imagine oh, my God, that. Just like a fully grown person. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, no, so, I'm not You know not what I will actor. say? You know mm-hmm. what I will say is that when I first got together with my uh, – boyfriend not brother um, when I first got together with my boyfriend we didn't we met like through a friend but he we were like still on the apps when we were first seeing each other and I was like show mm-hmm. me your profile and when I saw it I was like I would never have picked you right and now it's like had, love my life vibes I've had like a sinking suspicion that this is the case that like some yeah. of these people might be the best but it's just like so many v-necks and I don't know <laughs> a Arizona. lot of burning man and yeah. yeah. One no of them, shade. I've heard good things. Yeah. A lot of people's lives are changed there. Um, yes. I, you're, you're reminding I'm me. I'm scared I would get stuck there. How do you get out? At Burning Man? I, yeah. Burning Man is, is what I think would be my hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. My favorite part of any social event is knowing that I can leave and then leaving. Totally. Right. Or like going inside <laughs> for once. Like inside's the main place that you kind like, of want to be. I feel like there's no water. There's right. no water to drink. I'm scared. Yes. Yeah, there's no water to drink. I'm scared. Terrifying. <laughs> I, um, you know, I, you're, you're talking about this as like Catherine, what you said about like not knowing Brian was your match makes me think of like, I am right now also binge watching several seasons now of Are You the One on MTV, which is the tagline. I like, seen that. so the tagline is like, if your perfect match was in front of your nose. Would you even know? Mm. Oh, that sounds good. So MTV takes mm-hmm. 10 single straight women, 10 single straight men, puts them mm-hmm. in a house in Hawaii, and they've decided actually through science that each of them are perfect matches for someone else in the house, but they don't tell them who. Mm. Oh. They have oh, ten, that's exciting. They have 10 weeks to find who their match is, and they could find out there's a truth booth for like once a week they could send two people into the truth booth, and it tells them if they're a match. So it's just a lot of people being like, I can't explain it. I know you're my match. <laughs> it's like, we're a match. Like, that's it. Like, he's the boy version of me. It's like a lot of that. And, uh, oh my God. Like, that's very Love Island as well. And, um, mm-hmm. But then it's a lot of like people like who like fall in love, but then they go in um, to the truth with them and they're not a match and they're devastated even though they met like two weeks ago. They're like, I don't care what that machine says. You're my match, and I will never leave you. <laughs> just like, and then everyone else in the house is like, "Oh, and if they find out all ten matches, they get a million dollars to share." But there's twenty of oh, them, nice. so it's like fifty k, which is like whatever. But um, and then everyone else is like, "You need to be moving on and opening your heart because for as long as you're hung up on her, who's not your match, none of these other <laughs> girls in the house are gonna be able to open themselves up to you." And the guy's like. I'm trying, but you don't know what it's like. And when you find out that you're not Brianna's perfect match, then you can talk to me. And it's very fun. This sounds – wait, what's this called again? It's called Are You the One? It's on MTV. All um, all the seasons of it are on Paramount+. Plus. My official uh, – I'm sponsored. Oh, do I have to get that? I have it. Do I, I need get, it because – There's like, so many streaming. I need Paramount+. I Plus because. So but it's different in Canada. Like so many of my shows aren't available, so I haven't found the – my one yet, as they <laughs> say. Um, I need something to sink my teeth into. Um, now, Rachel, who do you want to be? Like, who's what's your dream? What's your final form? Do you feel like your dreams already come true? Because I feel like your dream, your dream must have come true. I want to be happy. Um, I want to be comfortable. I mean, not like literally, like just comfy. 
and I want to continue to be alive. Yeah. I grew up, you guys did, but because I, I say this to some people and they really relate, and then others are like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But the uh, tempting the evil eye was a big theme in my home. Don't tempt the evil eye. I guess the evil eye is like not Satan because I don't think we believed in that, but just like, you know. Like a Santa Claus figure almost? Yeah, but bad. And I mean, anytime I see a preview for something that's not coming out for a while, I think, God, I hope I'm still alive then. Like, I just uh... don't have high hopes. I feel like, <laughs> or even like with aging stuff, it's like big birthdays, I feel like complaining about getting old is tempting the evil eye. Like, so the evil eye is might even if it, if you're not being grateful, like just make you die. Yeah, it could be like bad. Oh, luck. you know, tempting the evil eye, like I'm having the best day ever, and it's like evil eye is gonna hear and. Oh, you know, I think I I must have tempted the evil eye because I was having a really good time, and then this past year has been absolute hell on earth. How do I stop? How do I how do I make good with the evil eye? This I do not know. <laughs> do yeah. you know who the evil eye reminds me of? Who? Um, Jigsaw from Saw, who's like, are you not grateful for your life? Eat your way out of a cage of razors. Of razors. You know, do you ever see Saw? I have not, but I feel like I have the image. Is there like a very high cheekbone? So there, there is that. There, that is some of the imagery, absolutely. Um, but basically, it's like a serial killer who like captures people who they he feels like. They'll be like, every day you smoke a cigarette, not being mm. grateful for your health. Now, you if you want to get out of this room alive, you'll have to cut off your own arm. Fight to be alive. Like that kind of thing. Oh, so Just like something like horrible, that. <laughs> but horrible? Um, well, the first one was really good, like, was surprisingly good. And that's when I think it was like kind of indie. And then that's when uh, a little my by my best friend Hollywood came into the picture and made eighteen thousand <laughs> more of them, um, which were bad. But the second one, I will always have a, a special place in my heart for the second saw because I saw it on my seventeenth birthday when it came out on Halloween two thousand five. When me and my track friends were dressed up in costumes, watched that I was Donald Trump because I enjoyed The Apprentice and. Um, wow. And Beverly Mitchell was in it, who is mm-hmm. Lucy Camden. Seventh and, Heaven. And she's not been in really anything besides Seventh Heaven and Saw 2. So I just, I think if you follow her career the way I do, you have to see Saw 2. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Evil Eyes sounds insane. But like. No, it literally makes so much sense to me. I'm like, that's, I need to focus on what I have, all the good things. It's like, I'm alive. Right. I'm in this nice hotel room. I have an amazing yeah. podcast guest and a podcast host and a podcast producer all looking at me with their beautiful eyes. True. Everybody loves you. Oh. You're pretty. I I'm mean, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I'd like to be comfortable with the impermanence of everything. Mm. Wow. You're so evolved. Yeah. <laughs> That's my big discomfort. Like my dog doesn't understand English, I think. Mm. At night. We lie in bed. I look at him and I say things like, don't die. Like, <laughs> don't leave me. And I I can't not. Like, on a Friday, I'm thinking about Sunday. When mm. eating a Sunday, I know it's going to be over soon. Like, I, yeah. I feel weird, like, pre-grief that keeps mm-hmm. me. It sort of goes back to the needing 13 seasons of a show to be able to, like, get comfortable with season two. Yeah. I 
don't want to worry about things ending so much that I don't enjoy them. That's a big thing for oh. me. Totally. See, I that makes so much sense. I can't see. I struggle with like almost the opposite, where the I'm always like, oh god, like what if this goes on forever? Like even good things, I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. Or it's like, or it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, do you? So you do feel like you're like career you've like done what you want like you've you're happy with it and so you're like thinking about beyond I feel good I feel very good about what I've done and I feel proud of the company and the people who are a part of it there's still this part of me that's like you know my dad was like if if you if you continue down this path it's going to take away from your writing and he was Mm -hmm. right and I that's okay but there's still this part of me that's like you fucking asshole like write something do it just do it yeah do you still want to write like creative nonfiction? i would love to have an essay collection from you that'd be so amazing thank you um could you not i appreciate it uh, <laughs> could you not do that or die thank you <laughs> for once i yeah i don't even know what i want i just uh i'm a, i'm like a deep procrastinator really good example is my license was about to expire and all I needed to do, no, don't. All I would have needed to do was, you know, renew it. Like, totally. And do in the mail. I didn't do that. So then my license did expire. And then there was a period of time where it was like, well, you can still renew it. Long short, I let that time pass too. Now I have to get a fucking permit. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's hell. My permit with my mommy. <laughs> and then I the <laughs> test. Like, I make things no. so much harder for myself by simply not electing to do the easy thing the first time around. Totally. I connect with that a lot. I feel that way when I like hold something. I want to grab too much out of the fridge and I grab mm-hmm. it in a way that it all falls. Yes. And it's like, yes. It's- <laughs> so I'd like to not do those things that make me feel like a sub. But then also I'd like to just like spend time with my brother and not be like aggressively fearing something bad happening to him. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh my god! Every time, like my whole family is about to be together, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Like this, it's gonna be so amazing. Like mm-hmm. I totally get it. It's like I'm like it would be it would be too perfect for us all to be in the same place at the same time. Right. Like I I hope it all comes together. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's scary to love. T- you know why? It's just because we love too much, and that's a beautiful thing. It is. We also not to be like a major buzzkill towards the end of the conversation, but like our sister passed away when we were younger, and I think I'm just oh, like. God. People just people die all the time. Yeah, and I just don't know I'm when so the next sorry. coming, but I'd love for it to not come too much. That makes perfect sense. That sounds fair. It must be so awful. It's fine. I mean, it's been God. I think it'll be like eight years in August, so it's weird. Wow. But it does I I worry about people's safety? But I don't think that that's like a unique thing either. Like I don't know if you have to have a dead sibling to worry about losing your sibling yes i don't um catherine you've expressed that you feel like worry about people around you dying i that is not something i think about about. for some reason i and i don't i haven't had to grieve very much in my life and maybe that is why but i don't think about that very often and even the thought of me dying is (laughs) not the worst thing in the world to me sometimes so i'm like Mm -hmm. i I don't know oh my god it's like the worst thing in the world to me yeah i really like it here like me too it's so fab it is. It's great. Even because at its baseline, there's like things that taste good. There's mm-hmm. things to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
like I'm reaching for the stars and sometimes I feel disappointed in myself about that. But I, um, I guess it, it, you could call it self-care. I feel like there's just little joys everywhere and I love them. Mm, I, I love the coffee. Every night I go to bed excited for coffee. I don't know mm. that I'm grateful enough and I probably need to be kidnapped by Jigsaw to like feel <laughs> that. But for some reason, but that's also why my therapist was like, you might have borderline because I um, like, get like so sick of how things are and I don't like any people usually. My therapist has mm-hmm. a fucked up thing where I'm like, I hate all people. And he's like, what about me? And I'm like, you're crazy for doing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's definitely not even on the top of the list of people you wouldn't hate. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't think they're allowed to do that. Yeah. Thank you. For someone who hates all people, you have a very solid, stable, gorgeous relationship. Thank you. That's nice. That's very good. Thank you. I know it's so hard. It's like when I think about stuff like this, then I'm like, okay, I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And then I see one post on Instagram and I'm like, I'm the biggest loser. No one will ever want anything to do with me again. Yes, exactly. I mean, How do you balance that? Like, do you ever feel like nobody likes me i mean like romantically like no one will ever find me attractive and then also at the same time somehow be like he's in love with me even though like yeah. really not <laughs> totally yeah that is my story too feeling that way was my was a lot of my thoughts Ugh, it's yeah. so weird being alive being people are like we're really cute people <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that it's so funny whenever my boyfriend's on mushrooms he's like mm-hmm. he always says people are so cute like everyone's like really trying yes okay. oh, we tr- Catherine stop accusing Rachel of being on mushrooms on her podcast okay <laughs> she's not on mushrooms Rachel no one oh, thinks that oh really Rachel well my boyfriend says that when he's on mushrooms <laughs> is that why your headphones didn't work Rachel because <laughs> you're fucked up <laughs> I've actually never done mushrooms and I think I should I did them once oh, but it wasn't it. enough I don't like psychedelics it's like <laughs> I don't need I was like if I want to see colors I'll watch a cartoon you know what I mean like I want to feel like very unreasonably happy for the next like two hours so I want like a Molly moment or even like an opiate moment or even like an opiate moment I love an opiate moment (laughs) so uh, to to wrap up the pod we have a few questions we say uh, who's your crush sorry you know what I just realized I'm Mm -hmm. I don't normally wear these headphones. I think I'm screaming bloody murder. So I'm just going to. Not to me. Hey, like, Not to me either. Now. So guys, our next question is called, who is your crush of the week? My crush of the week is my, because I'll go first. Because so when you get to Toronto, you have to stay in a government mandated airport hotel for the first three days until you get your negative test results. So I was in this hotel that was literally you know it wasn't that bad but then when i saw the real hotel i was like oh let's fucking go so my crush is nice hotels because they fix everything (laughs) my crush of the week is actually going to be brandon from are you the one season two who's like um really hot and he's he's one of the ones who like found his match early on but then found out that like she wasn't his match and um but he can't move on and um Mm. he um for some reason this this sentence to me like um crystallizes him like there was an episode where they brought in all the girls parents to interview the guys and in his interview one of the dads asked what his job was and he was like i work for a cancer research facility which we hadn't heard that before so who knows if it was true and he's like so i'm deciding between either doing that or pursuing my professional poker career and the dad was like, okay, <laughs> cool. And I was like, Tight. cool. I like him. I was like, I like him. 
That's a good one. Um, my crush, honestly, I mean, I don't want to copy yours, Catherine, but my crush of the week, I feel like, is this apartment. It's got such good vibes. Yeah. I can, it's like it's like a new. It's so there's so much natural light. Yeah, natural light. Like we both have our chairs. Oh, so it I looks got, incredible. It's, it's also so nice when you don't have all your stuff and you can like organize it in a way that makes you feel like everything is accessible and, and uh, spacious and beautiful. Totally. I um I bought one of those like silverware separators that you can put in a drawer. Oh wow! And I feel like I deserve like a Pulitzer now. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. I and we do have one for you waiting in the. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's like the Oscars. <laughs> it's a guy in a hazmat suit. Now, but do y'all care about pens? Because I have to say, mm-hmm. I I don't know who left this at my house, but I'm writing with the most exquisite pen, and I wanted really? to share with re- with readers. So this is called the Pilot Precise V five RT. Girl, I left that at your house. Girl, I left that. I left that at your house. It's incredible. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for leaving this at my house. It looks nice. Oh, then our last amazing segment of this organized Well, first of all, do you feel hot today? Oh, I actually do feel hot today. I don't feel hot today, but I don't care. I feel okay. I put on like a little eye makeup for you guys, which always perks me up. You also, I'm getting such vibes from you of a runner named Lauren Fleshman. Um, I'm not sure if if it's like a mannerism thing or... Lauren um, Fleshman. Lauren Fleshman, she ran for Nike for a long time and then she ran oh. for Wazell and now she's a coach of Little Wing Track Club oh. and she ran for Stanford and was in the top five at NCAA cross country all four years, which is rare. I'm going to Google her immediately after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we, the last thing we ask is, are you mad at me? So Catherine, are you mad at me? No, not at all. Okay. Rachel, are you mad at me for everything that happened here today? Whatever the opposite of Matt is, is what I am at you and at you. Oh, I love that. No, I think this is what we've been waiting for. Pat, I think we can all agree there was a moment of tension when I interrupted one of – you did a lot of act-outs today. I want to say that. <laughs> I want to be open about that, and I support that, and I love watching you shine, especially when my connection's not good. I couldn't – I wasn't really as present as I wanted to be, and I, I did what – I did the unthinkable. I interrupted your act-out, and it was Grey's Anatomy, and there was something about a pink dress, and I lost interest because I didn't know that show, and I was sick of hearing about shows I didn't know about. First is the vampires. Then it's the doctors. I say, come on. There's only one show I've seen. It's called Love Island UK. So I'm sorry, and I know you were a little annoyed, especially because we just met Rachel, and we think she's really cool, and so and I want to impress mad? Rachel. You want to impress really Rachel. And I know she liked it anyways, but I, I know she would have she really been wowed if I could have, yeah. because that's my second favorite thing to act out. It, it was really Besides good. Besides Buffy. It was very good. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. So, Pat, I, with that in but mind. But no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad because okay. I know that you just didn't know any better, yeah. and you don't know what you don't know, and so I forgive you. Ignorance is unforgivable. <laughs> and that's what I live my life by. Um, Rachel, are you mad at me either about the act out or for something else? About my I'm, Wi-Fi connection? I'm, not you. Okay. I'm so happy to be here and like even happier to hear that you guys think I'm cool. But oh my God, we adore you. Mad at me? Absolutely so not. God, if you've given taking- you know you've given women. You've given us cool clothes that look chic, that like are interesting. They're like I'm so, like everything is so boring and sexless. And when I go to your website, I think this is what I'm talking about. These are the prints. These are the colors. This is the energy I need to get through the day. God bless. You get you really are like. And then I feel like like I remember seeing you like a few years like whenever it first got really big. And then everyone was like trying to do the Rachel Antonoff thing. And I was like, there's only one. 
<laughs> there's famously only one. And there's only, that's what I say about podcasts, there's only one, and it's called Seek Treatment. <laughs> I have heard that. <laughs> um, I read that more than I could ever express, seriously. No, because I'm I, not to like keep going, but it's like, especially, I really connect with your thing about wanting to dress up. And like when I want to do a show and go on stage, it's like, if I'm not excited about what I'm going to wear, then I don't want to perform. I have to have mm-hmm. something that like makes, puts me in a fucking good mood and makes me feel like special. So yes. that's what your clothes do. Thanks. God, that really means the world. I really appreciate it. Oh, and we forgot to mention our, your famous cousin. Oh my God. It's friend a, of the pod, oh, Jacqueline look, Novak. This is one of the only things I brought with me from my apartment and just so you guys know it's sorry it's uh her oh, amazing. oh my god wait i did not know that you were uh, jacqueline's cousin what yes, and didn't you dress her in that no, orange dress proud. i don't remember what orange dress there was some really fab late night appearance she had and i think you dressed her and i it was like a you betray that jacqueline like went to like rachel's rival to get dressed for her late night show <laughs> oh that wasn't you oh like, oh, that was your that was your rival, Vera Wang. You know, we um we went to circus camp together growing up. Oh my god! And like, that's insane. What does that mean? I know she is, <laughs> she's like a real, like a genius. I I think Totes. she's a total genius. Totes. Um, and I'm very proud to be related to her. Aww. Y'all got a yeah. good thing going on. And you guys are not you guys, but you guys, you and Allison. Isn't that amazing? It's really yeah. heavenly. It's very cousins lucky. Cousins are great. And I don't have any here today, but I have a lot of amazing cousins doing important work all over the country. And I am, I stand on the shoulder of giants. Uh, and those giants are my cousins. Giant cousins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so fun, really. And I hope we can all um, respect the evil eye today and beyond. And I hope we get to hang out in person one day. Likewise. Fingers crossed. I know. Not to be crazy. Yeah. When we move in, we'll see you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll probably see you guys then. Seriously, you guys should come over. We will. I would love that. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for saying. Bye. We don't, have, bye. we don't have a sign off. Bye. I think it's bye. Bye. Seek treatment if you're boring.